Broadcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. All right, welcome back to another episode. Did everybody miss us? We were gone for a week. I personally don't know how. I'm sure some people were. It was a tough week for them. It probably was, actually. Oh, I saw that. Um, yeah, I actually heard from a couple of people like, oh, so bummed you didn't have a show this week. But, you know, life happens. Things happen. Got busy. Couldn't do it. So, sorry. Especially what? this. I mean, between the weekend and your photography season, mm. uh, things just started crashing right into each other. And it was like, okay, well, let's, uh, you know, some, sometimes, sometimes we got to skip. Not usually. No, I don't like to skip an episode. We were no. really, like, we honestly tried to make it happen. Uh, we just could not get our schedules to line up because we yeah. were also, I mean, that, that weekend I had a wedding. I had a wedding on Friday, which is when we usually record. And then I had to move, or my wife and I moved my daughter back to college in Pittsburgh Saturday morning. Yep. And then we had, well, your and my wife's uh, 25th uh, high school reunion, which would have been my 24th. Uh, close we, enough. Close enough. But, I mean... We actually joked about it at the reunion that I was like, I literally hung out with everybody in your class. Yep. Like so many people. I if you know, it feels like my class, but it's not. Yeah. It didn't even know the people in your class. Like, who are you people? Yeah, wait. I don't who? know you. Yeah, but it was a good time. I actually I really enjoyed the reunion. I had uh, I don't want to say reservations, you know, because I think everybody has them a little bit, you know, about going yeah. to a reunion. Uh yeah, you don't you don't exactly know who's going to be there typically. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a few people that might go, or you might've talked to them beforehand, but because it's a high school reunion, you're just kind of like rolling the dice, right. On who's going to show up. Yeah. And you know, I, I feel like, and I, I mean this in the, the kindest way, but I feel like, I feel like when some people think of a reunion, uh, a high school reunion, they're like, why do I even want to go? I already continue to talk to the people that I want to talk to from high school. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, I, that's... I think that's, that's a general mentality that people have. I will say that I am very... We we weren't not going to go. You know, we were actually excited to go to this one. But there was definitely not as many people that I expected would be there or could have been there. I mean, what the hell was the total? Like, total people that were there well, from, think, from your class. I, was it, I think it was about... It was 20? Somewhere between, I think, like 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 17? I think you're 50, including 50, spouses. 50, well, like, yeah, I'm probably including all... All I think, like, bodies I think we counted like a dozen. <laughs> right. I, can, I think, right. Maybe. I think all bodies involved at the event, there was probably like 20, 15 to 20 people there. In terms of, in terms of like the, the class, the people that actually graduated that class of 1998, I think, yeah, I think it was like maybe like 12 or 13 of us or something along those lines. But I mean, also it's one of those weird things too. Like, and I think class reunions are a notoriously difficult thing to to plan, execute, and 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 just all around put together because they are they are kind of like rolling a dice. It's kind of a crapshoot, right? It's, oh yeah. You know, and and uh, Julie, our organizer, did an absolutely awesome, amazing job at putting everything together and getting oh, yeah. a hold of people and contacting people and making sure that like we had enough, you know, food and drink and 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 things to do for the folks that were were coming and she did an awesome job and also being the 25th it kind of i think falls between two other significant more significant significanter mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> events like, like our 20th was actually 
from my class, if mm. you remember, our 20th, my 20th was was relatively busy. Like we had a lot of people show up and I, I probably expect that with 30 as well too. I kind of expect 30 to be busy. Do you think, think 25 is just kind of the middle of the road? Like some people are yeah. willing to just not go to that one. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I mean it makes I, sense. I reached out to a lot of people who were just like, oh, I just can't make it to this one, right? But they specifically made plans to get to the 20th. Okay. And then you like know, I, said, probably the 30th as well. Yeah. And everybody would be what? 40, almost 50, it'd be 48 come 30th. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. Right. And so what, so that reminds me too, that I really don't want it to be here that quickly because no, every it, time I go back to a high school reunion, everybody's I'm older. reminded <laughs> everybody's older. We're all older. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, you know what? Okay. Well, yeah. I want to make one note though about that. Uh, yeah. Just about the reunion in general, like with it being as small as it ended up being, like I, I had a great time, man, because there was, yeah, it, it wasn't like a ton of people, so you really got to just kind of bounce around and just chat with you know the twenty people that were there, and you weren't like overwhelmed with you know a hundred people there. So not saying it wouldn't have been fun if there was you know a hundred people there, but I I really enjoyed it, man. We had a great time. We got to really chat with everybody that was there. And uh, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun, and a lot of the people that did come up, you know, they they came from, you know, some came from quite a distance away, you know, yeah, uh, like five hours. I heard from from one of the guys that was there. Uh, I don't want to name dropping, but you know who you are if you're listening. No, uh, right? No, I, I I get it, and I I think too that that has to be said too that despite it being like a tenth or so <laughs> of, maybe, of the graduating uh, class. Right. I mean, yeah. and realistically too, I mean, there's another, there's another thing you're fighting with high school reunions too. People are is busy. That people are busy. And as, as everybody gets older, right. Everybody kind of gets more detached from the process. Everybody's lives are going on. Right. It's, it's just naturally, if you look at the natural progression of things, it's probably harder to get people to their high school reunions. Oh, I'm sure. And, and, and I admit, like, I haven't come to many of them myself. I'm just as guilty as anybody else of not going to these things. I went to the last two because I actually started to have a good time at them. My, the first 20 years, I admit that I was like, nah, I hasn't been been long enough yet. Right. (laughs) Right. I I have, I, yeah, because I see these people or I talk with them or Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still friends with them. So I didn't see the point, but now that we're this far removed from it, I've been much more willing to go. And I think a lot of people go through that. That's why I think a couple of people who are there, you know, came for, you know, drove five hours to get there. Right. It's a little bit different of an experience. Now we did have a really good time with the people that came because it was kind of like everyone wanted to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I, I definitely, like I said, I enjoyed it. We, uh, we did have to, we did have to clean up somebody's vomit. So someone had a really good time. And (laughs) one, one person had a really good time. Right. Yeah, so yeah, you and I but and, only and one. stepped up to the plate and cleaned that mess up. <laughs> that was bad. But only one. Yes, everybody only else one. kept themselves uh together. Uh yeah, it, it was uh, it was based around um uh, there's an event in our little small town uh called Bridge Fest. It's, it's more of a recent kind of thing they started doing within the past like I don't know, 5 6 years I think. Uh but yeah. they, they shut down a bridge, they put a bunch of vendors up. So that that was kind of neat, but we kind of unfortunately got to that Bridge Fest at like the end of it. Like people were packing up their their stuff and they were leaving and I'm like, okay, I think we, I think we partied too long, uh, for the, like the bands were already done. So yeah, yeah we, we kind of missed we, all that. We got there for the closing. We got there for a couple of the closing songs of the bands and we were able to get a, 
we're able to get a drink on the bridge and see some of the vendors on the bridge. But I mean, I mean, to be fair, Bridge Fest was was scheduled at the same time that the reunion was. Yeah. So yeah, and, it was fun. Though. Yeah, and exactly. Like we got down to Bridge Fest. But I mean, overall, had a really good time. And I wanted to mention that you know it is a late generation X um high school reunion when at the end of the night and this is just the moment kind of that it all sinks in when like everybody there is just is just singing along with uh wonderwall <laughs> yes right yeah as loud as they can and as happy as they can because it's like it, it was one of those quintessential songs of being that yeah. age in high school at that time it was it is a yeah, it is a, it is a staple song for that generation yeah. Yeah, up there with like like some tunes by Weezer and some of the um, actually stuff that we were listening to all night. You know, what I mean, like it was that was pretty much what was on the playlist all night. Was yeah. that was basically a nine a nineteen nineties round robin of almost every almost every genre of music that you can imagine. Yeah, I actually allowed my uh, one of my good friends. Uh, we <laughs> we we signed. He, I, how to describe? This. Okay, so years ago we we would go to the bar. We'd always do karaoke. And my good friend, he would, uh, it's Harv, if anybody knows him. That's uh, not his real name, so it's okay. Uh, there you go. We, uh, we, he would always want me to sing this uh, Elton John song that was with uh, Kiki D. It's called Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Well, I, I got tired of singing it with him way back then. Yeah. So like 20 years ago, he's like, hey, look. He's like, here's what we're going to do. He goes, I'm going to make up a contract on this napkin. And we're going to sign it saying that okay. if you do the song one more time, you don't ever, ever have to sing it with me again. Well, I remembered that and I'll never forget it. But at the reunion, Harv was having a great time and he wanted me to break that contract. Oh, wait, break the contract? He wanted me to sing that song with him again. And I, oh. I refused oh, you mean at first. The contract was already, so the contract was already completed or he still... He still had one more. Oh no, the contract was done. Yeah, I oh, I did the one okay. more song twenty years ago, so I was off the hook forever. Oh, and he, but he wanted to start. Yeah, a new... but I figured, I figured, you know what? It's at the reunion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna please him and just do it one more time. And it was just as bad as I remember. <laughs> I don't want to do that oh, song man. again. It's so bad. <laughs> well, so he can't get as high anymore. Uh, in the vocals as he as he once was, uh, but anyway, let's stop. we don't need to keep rambling on about the uh, the reunional episode. Uh, but yeah, uh, I will say too, if you ever go out in Old City, I uh, there's a bar, a local bar car called uh, Billy's Billy's Tavern. Mm -hmm. It is it is so nice and it is pleasant. Yeah. The crowd is just a, it's a wonderful crowd. And if you go there during the day, they have they have fantastic food. They're not sponsoring this podcast, by the way. I'm just giving them a shameless plug. Yeah, here. right, right. That uh, they, they, I'm just, you know, hats off. I, I really enjoyed the experience here. There was a lot of fun. So there you go. Anything else to add to that? I you seem also weird. want to say that oh, okay. I, I was very. We we went down there. We we essentially closed the night there, and I had been there five years ago, and I noticed it was, it was nice back then, mm. and they continued to continued to keep the place up. It's it's great. There was a band there. Um, I don't know. It's well kept. The great, great clientele, great service. I mean, all all the good things. Much different than I think. Which ever, all businesses ebb and flow, right? All sure. businesses ebb and flow. Um, it was a different scene. We used to go to different bars in town when we were younger. Uh, a different set of bars with different 
circumstances in our life, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, no, it was it was great, and I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, all right, let's let's actually get into the show. Now that we blabbed about that for you know fifteen minutes almost. Uh, what are we doing this episode? I know we talked about it before we hit record. Now I forget. Right. Let's take right. a look. Well, here. we have. I know we have a couple weird news stories coming up. Well, we got some weird news today. We mm -hmm. have. Uh, we also have something that was sent in by a listener of the show that we're going to talk about. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Something and that compares to a lot of to the business that you uh, that you partake in mm -hmm. photography. So that'll mm -hmm. be kind of interesting. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump into that now, actually, because that was uh, that was an interesting article to read read over. Uh, so why don't you why don't you take it away? Who sent this in anyways? Yeah. I don't remember. So uh, uh, listener in the show, Adam sent this in. Oh yeah, and yes, he yeah. had just he had just finished reading it. So I want to give a shout out to Adam for sending this in because uh, I admit, right? I get I kind of geek out a little bit over old photos of Northwest Pennsylvania, right? I know that sounds like the most ridiculous, boring thing you could say. I just find the history of where we come from so fascinating because oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's the oil industry, man. Like this place is booming. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild to look at some of these photos of where we were, where we were from primarily oil city. Um, I know I kind of grew up a little bit outside oil city in a small, even smaller town, mm. actually a smaller township, a township outside oil city. But regardless of that, you know, it's, it's so oil. wild. Yeah, braced around oil. All of it was oil. Yeah, I mean the um, refinery was in your town. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it was like seeing these photos of different places in Oil City with with in some of these photos, like hundreds of people in the street in a like I'm not talking like a parade now where there's like I don't know uh, there's people kind of spotted up and down the street, you know, like these these are like hundreds of people out for the Oil City parade and in the early 1900s and and seeing some of the literal same buildings that we have been in downtown be utilized for like completely different purposes, like primarily the middle of the oil boom, mm -hmm. is just it's, to me it's just so unbelievably fascinating to know that like the town that you spent the most of your your life in was was I mean was essentially completely different, you know, a hundred years ago. Oh, dude, it was so different. I mean, it's the, the building so fascinating the, to me. The building that we were in for the reunion not to bring that back up again but uh it, it's the transit building in oil city and we were talking about this uh when we were there that night you know just how interesting it was that you know i mean it, kind of explain what happened in the transit building because you were telling me about it and i don't want to ruin it well, the transit the transit building itself in oil city and, and this is this is the super 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 abridged version yes right was essentially a set of office buildings that determined were a set of offices and various businesses, and and one of the primary roles of some of the business there was to determine the price of oil in the United States, if not if not an impact to the world. Right. Yeah. Just, not, yeah. Not just so, our local prices. Like this yeah. was for yeah nationwide. It's just wild to think about that because when you drive through Oil City now or Titusville or Franklin, if you blink fast enough, you'll miss them. Yeah. But to think that the build and those buildings are still standing now. Not all of them are okay. So not all of them are, but that building and many others in like this, this, the main drag of town are still standing. And it was such a big deal. Like it was, it wasn't like a, it, it was probably one of the most impactful buildings or, or businesses, I guess you could say like office complexes in the United States for probably 20, 30 years. And who knows that these days? Yeah, nobody. And the room that we were in was probably a big conference room, you yeah. know, where there was like super duper important meetings and stuff like that and decisions being yeah. made. 
And here we are just having a reunion in there, having some drinks. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, it's weird to, to know that you were in the room with, you know, everything that probably took place. There. But yeah, it, cool, cool history, though. Uh, one thing I liked about this article, though, aside from the pictures, which were incredible to look at, was like the the list of photographers yeah. that they had gone through over the years. Uh, and they even ended it. Like the last one they had listed there was, uh, oh, who was it? It was the... Dang it. Can you bring it up? Who's the very last look, guy? Yeah, I'm looking. There's actual Samuel J. Petula. That's it. Yeah, Petula. Yes. Yeah. And it, I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know how I didn't know this, but Petula opened up his photography studio, moved it, bounced around a couple times. Yeah. Uh, end up landing in the spot he was at for, you know, a few decades. Uh, but then his, I didn't realize that his son, who I knew as, you know, Petula, the photographer, had taken it over like and, and worked with his father. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so fascinating about this. We were directly impacted by the last photographer that's actually mentioned in this article. Mm -hmm. They took they took our pictures in high school. Yeah, he took our pictures in high school. He did. Yeah, and one one thing that's interesting too is the amount of photographers that that there were back then. You could probably count on one hand. You know, there was very few, and and that was in like the eighteen you know eighteen sixty seventies early nineteen hundreds, but. What I find interesting is that the, the, that kind of ratio, that amount of photographers didn't really change that much until like probably the 19, like mid 1990s. Yeah, right. You know, call it real early 2000s when, when digital photography hit. Like being a, you know, quote unquote photographer uh, back then was, was way more technical than it is today. Oh, absolutely. You had to buy. I mean, the equipment to be a photographer was probably the the, the list was probably a mile long. Wait, well, I mean, you had to have a darkroom. Yeah, like you, you have to have those cameras. I, I don't even know how to describe. It. You have to have the, the complex cameras of the nineteen twenties, right? Well, yeah, I mean, those. Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, but even, even like just having like you know thirty five millimeter cameras into the, like the eighties and nineties stuff like that. Right, right. Uh, you still had to develop your film, and you also had to know. Uh, how to expose a picture properly because you know with digital pictures you just look on the back of the thing when you take a picture and see if you got and it right. there it is right yeah it's crazy yeah. but what i thought was interesting was like i said with with film cameras i mean there was a lot of people there was a tons and tons of consumer cameras out there like you know early 1900s it was like the brownie box you know this this little little brown box that uh you know the family would have to take family pictures like vacation right, stuff like right. that christmas and then, you know, your, your little silly point and shoot, you know, pocket 35 millimeters, you know, sometimes the real skinny little guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're kind of flat. Like people would have those. I remember those from the eighties, but I'm not talking about cameras. I'm talking about photographers, people that would, that you would go to, to pay money to take your pictures. And there was from high school. I remember maybe like what, six to 10, you know, that you kind of knew of. Yeah, like, right, right, right. In like the Tri County area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was and it was generally and they and they were generally, I mean, I guess well known because they did so much of the photog they did so much of the photography. They did. Yeah. Like uh, the majority of it. And then once digital photography hit, like I said, it exploded. You know, yeah, right right. Right now, I couldn't even tell you like it, it called a twenty mile radius from where I'm at. There's gotta be gotta be 300 photographers they're everywhere they're everywhere yeah it's well, a the bad bar, thing i'm one of them right so, it's not a bad thing it's just right. that all right exactly 
it's just that you know the bar didn't change reading this article too makes me realize it's like the bar to be a photographer or to get into it didn't really change much through the 1900s like i'm looking at these photographs and the so basically what i want to summarize this article which we'll link in the in the description of the show um showcases like the i think it is basically like 10 or so photographers who were around during the early 1900s and photographed a lot of the a lot of the oil region. And also what's super interesting about this, it also changes the bar a little bit, Dave, is that a lot of these folks weren't just photographers either because you couldn't, in some cases, you couldn't just make a living taking pictures. Right. Right, yeah. because that was like a specialized skill. But how often in the early 1900s are people, did people, it's not like today where like, right. it F- just seems like we photographed everything. Yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank God because it, you know that's my that's my job. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Good thing we love photos now. But back then, getting a photo taken was like a big deal. It had to be planned out, and sometimes you had to sit there. And so a lot of these, and you'll you'll read in this article, a lot of these photographers often had second jobs, or they had like a specialized kind of technique that they would do, like they would put booklets together. Or they took military pictures, or they only specifically took like almost kind of like today, like they took like group pictures or whatever. Anyway, the point I was trying to make was that the bar has changed, right? It's it's now a full time job, but at the same time, it's the getting into it has changed so much because the everything about the business has changed. Yeah, it really has. Interesting article. Uh, We we'll post this article on our Facebook page too, if anyone wants to check it out and kind of look at look look at the uh, photos. And, uh, you know, see see who was who in the photography world. Not that most people probably care, but I did. I thought it was interesting. Well, and and just a reminder that the who's who of the photography world, even from the early 1920s, still was able to affect us all the way up into our high school days. Like we said, when the Petulas, who they're in the article here, you know, the Petulas uh, still were taking our photographs or our photograph in the, it, all the way up through high school. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a, another article like, you know, 50 years from now. And do you think I'll make the article somewhere? <laughs> probably, probably. I, so. I mean, I, I really, I really don't, I don't see who else, who else would make the article. No, there's, right? I mean, there's a lot of good photographers out there. But no, no, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm very busy as of late with lots and lots of like, you know, high school sports pictures and seniors yeah. and, you know, weddings, but it's, it's, it's a good, good time of year for business, but, uh, boy, is it busy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So I'm and, glad we uh, had time to, you know, sneak an hour to record the show. Next thing you know, it'll be the middle of winter, and you'll be and you'll be. In I'll the be bored. Season. You're, yeah, you're gonna be super bored. Yeah, like Joe, what are you doing? Let's play some games. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, let's move. Uh, let's move past that. You want to jump into a couple of our weird news? We haven't done weird news. I feel like in like yes. a few episodes. Yeah, like probably about three weeks or so. Let's uh, let's do it. Yeah, let's. Uh, let me find the button here. There it is. Here we go. From all across the world, there are stories to be told. The strange, the bizarre, funny, freaky, the abnormal, and extraordinary. Grab your beer or pour some booze. It's time for the Weird News. Yes. All right. All right. So do well, you... I've, I've, I've got a bunch. What do you got? I have two. I have two. How many do you... How many is a bunch? How many do you find? I mean, I have up to, potentially, I have... One, like 17. two, three, four. I have up I have up to four, depending on what we want to do for, for time today. Okay. But anyway, I've got now some of them aren't very long. I'm gonna warn you right now that some of these are just 
the headline is what makes it kind of funny. And the rest of the article is like, yeah, that's what happened. So okay. just warning you up front. Okay. Why don't you go first? Uh, and then that way I'll be in the middle of your possible three. Okay. So this is going to be the super turbo quick one, but I found it too funny mm. not to share. Right. So newly hired instructor crashes car into Lakewood driving school. So, <laughs> so the instructor crashed his car. <laughs> yes. Hey, exactly. That's exactly what it is. A, a person who is just hired at the instructive driving school. <laughs> he got fired. Bro, there, there is. Yes, they did get fired, All by right. the way. <laughs> All right, man, I feel bad, but, you know, come on. There is a picture to go along with it, too. And it's rather, no one was hurt, luckily. And it's rather hilarious because not it's it's like not even like close. It's not even like a little tiny scrape on the building or fender bender or whatever. Mm -hmm. There, it's 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 clearly some kind of like SUV or hybrid. It is halfway embedded oh, into no. the learn to drive center. <laughs> How did he do that? Was, was, he, was it like a medical condition? Like he passed out or something? Like I, it says it doesn't actually say how they got into how this happened it just says the driver was it was their personal vehicle it wasn't like a school's instructional vehicle at, at the time of the crash and it's the, the next sentence is the driver is no longer employed <laughs> i would hope not <laughs> right at community drive yeah exactly there was only oh my god everyone funny. was able to get out of the way and there was there was only one minor injury so nothing catastrophic we can laugh about it now like yeah, it was, was, it, was it his ego <laughs> It was. Just, I, I think that's actually it. They had yeah. to bandage up his ego. Oh my god, dude, that's so bad. Oh, can you imagine? It was his first day. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> they had just. I don't know if it was exactly their first day, but it says they were just hired. So we're gonna go with it was probably within the first their week, first day. Yeah, that's funny, and dude. So this happened out in Denver at the Learn to Drive Center, mm -hmm. somewhere in Lakewood, Lakewood, Denver, okay. whatever in that area. And it's hilarious. Go look it up. This car, this car is halfway into the building. Whoops. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Let me. I'll pull up mine here. All right. So I found an article, and actually, I was listening to uh, oh, what's this? It's like hits one on XM. There's like the, I don't know okay. that morning show was. They actually brought this up on the show. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like, wonder, wonder if I should still do it. Maybe people already heard about it. I'm like, whatever. I'll do it anyways. Uh, so the t the uh, the article, the headline is uh, a spider with erection-inducing bite, shuts down a supermarket, but owner insists store is safe to open. So, yeah. Wow. It's an Australian, okay. it's an Australian supermarket. Of course uh, it's Australia. They were shut down for, uh, for three days to clear out the store due to an alleged sighting of a spider with a deadly bite that can also, uh, also cause a, an hour-long erection. So there you go. Uh, I don't what's what kind of spider was this? I saw it in here. It's a South African, a, a Brazilian, Brazilian wandering spider. That's just a wild side effect, and uh, maybe there's some scientific reason for it. Oh, but I'm that sure. is just that's just the wildest side effect from a. I know. Does it does it cause anything else? Does it say like you're sick or you're poisoned or like does it cause anything else or is that the primary side effect? Um. It's a, no. I th I mean it, it, I think it makes you sick. Uh, but it 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 gives you uh, gives you an erection. It says the the store owner uh, described the spider as about uh, four inches long and uh, colored black and red. The authorities initially suspected it was a banana spider, but previous cases the spiders the banana spiders are from South America. Uh, this was identified later as a wandering or Brazilian wandering spider. So yeah, so apparently the spider should have bit himself. 
Did anybody get bitten? Was that in there? No, nobody did. No. Okay, so it's just the spider was just in there, so they shut everything down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, man, like that's I don't know, that's kind of bizarre, really think about it. Yeah, like you said, that's such an such an odd, you know, reaction to it. So like when when they made uh whatever the the blue pill, you know, the for guys, I don't know what it's called. Um Viagra. Uh yeah. That drug, like you know, like champagne was an accident when they made it. Like it wasn't intended for that. It was for some kind of blood pressure issue. And they found that this particular blood pressure medicine they made, that was a resounding side effect was, uh, gave, you know, aroused the male. So I wonder if whatever the, the, uh, the spider's venom is like, obviously does something to your blood pressure. I don't know. It's really, it doesn't get into that. That's, I, it has to be, it has to be because of that, right? That has to be like a blood pressure change or something that causes that to end up being a, a side effect. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's weird. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. And I don't know anything about those kinds of spider bites clearly, but I mean, that's what makes sense in my head. So I'm just going to go with that for now. You know, you think they're going to end up like on the black market, you know, where people are like, Hey man, you got one of them, you got oh, one of them geez. wandering spiders. Oh geez. Like the Viagra black market. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And people just like drop it like on their arm, let it bite them. Like, here we go. Uh, yes, I doubt it. I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> like you said, there's got to be was, way worse side effects than just this that. This was a terrible idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, actually, I just I saw another article, too, about a spider where this this kid allowed a spider to bite him. Right? I believe it was a black widow because it, it was like a young kid, but he wanted to, he wanted super Spider-Man powers. Oh, jeez. I know. And like, I was worried about that too. I'm like, Come right. on, right? Like, that's just, I mean, I feel bad. The kid got himself bit by a spider, but I really hope this doesn't have some kind of like weird side effect on, on the spi- like the Spider-Man franchise. You know what I mean? Like, or, or, or the, this, or become a viral, the spider bite challenge. Oh right? God, there you go. Oh my God. That would be awful. Cause spider bites can be brutal. I mean, you just, there's not, they're not something that, I mean, it's not, they don't always like go horribly wrong but some of them do and it's just it's not it's not pretty it's not something you want to deal with no no we only have a a handful of like poisonous spiders here in northwest pennsylvania i'm pretty sure we have black widows i've personally never seen one i haven't seen one either and i know that brown the brown recluse spider is also in this area which i have also never seen that's like the worst one. And, and again, all these dangerous spiders are supposed to, like I'm saying this now, and of course, well, I'll see one now that I'm talking about it. Right, yeah, right? but all supposedly, yeah, like, I, I mean, I, you probably have to be pretty deeply embedded into the woods to run into some of this stuff. Oh, no, man. Those those recluse ones, they'll like, the, the problem with those, they'll get in like your clothes. Oh, really? Yeah, like oh, if okay, you have like great. stuff in, right. yeah, if you have like stuff in your closet, you never know, like a pair of pants you kind of left like lay on the floor, that's where people find them. And, you know, people put on like a pair of pants and, and they'll get bit. Okay. Uh, that sounds awful. Or yeah. That's why I like, dude, I'm, I, I shake, if I like throw a pair of pants, like on the ground, I'm like, ah, where am I getting? Uh, I'll shake them out, man. I'm like, I'm whipping them like crazy. Like trying to, trying to shake it, like, <laughs> like shake a spider out. Yeah. Or, or my shoes, you know, I always like, like oh. knock my shoes on the ground. Yeah. I, okay. So I did one time, it wasn't a brown recluse or something like that. I did one time put my foot in a shoe in the basement of my old house. You told me about this before, dude. Yeah, that's haunting. something wiggling in there. And I have never ripped, I, I almost ripped my foot off. <laughs> was it like a big wolf spider or something like that? It was, <laughs> too. Yeah, I know. God. And I'm like, <laughs> right, you're just like, 
Oh, that's terrible, man. Oh, that's like, that is nightmare fuel. Dude, I- it is, it is, it is the worst. It is the worst, especially like when you realize it's, it's worse after you realize it happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I feel like we've told the story before on the show, but I don't yeah. know, whatever. But I remember this, uh, we, I, we were living in town somewhere at the time, but it was probably 15 years ago. I pulled the sheets or the covers back from the bed to, to jump in. And there was this big wolf spider just sitting like in the middle of our bed on the sheets. Oh Dude. God. Yeah. yeah. And you want to talk about like, we got rid of the spider. But you know how hard it was to like sleep comfortably that night? Yeah, because you're like, where's, where's the rest of them? I know. Like, I'm like, dude, there's got to be more. Like, I was so scared. <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's, uh, let's jump into your next story. Okay. So here we go. I, this is, again, mo- most of mine are going to be, the, the headline probably describes most of what you're dealing with. So here we go. Many Americans hmm. don't think Maine is actually a state. What? I know, right? Why? Like, I know Maine is a state, it right? Is. It is a so, state. Why would they not think that? I, I well, okay, so okay. Well, I, I think we're lucky enough to be in, or at least in this situation, lucky enough that we live in Northeast United States, right? Yeah. So we're kind of used to looking at the map here. What this article is really interesting <sighs> is it goes through and it goes through these these different situations where people have run into like they'll either handed the driver's license over. Or they were, or they were talking like with like they were getting a haircut. Mm-hmm. So they're talking with their stylist, and they're like, "What? What's Maine? What's right? Maine? Yeah, like there's this super interesting article about because it is so. At least the theory goes like this: is that because so much of America doesn't deal or look at Maine, people forget that it's there, literally. And no. so someone's like, "Oh, I'm from Maine. Where, where, where was this, like, where'd this happen at?" This is an article written about the about the phenomenon. Like it it didn't happen like in one in particular place. Okay. It's like it's like this collection of situations that people have. I think it was written in Maine. To be fair, right? I think that's. I don't know which. It's WGME is is the news station reporting on this. Okay. And they they just kind of go through this uh, list of situations that people have been in where like either they're like the driver's license was questioned or they were talking to classmates. Like this one, like during my freshman orientation at Connecticut College, one of my classmates, a Californian, asked me if I went to the international students' orientation the week prior. After I told him I was from Maine, said this, said this woman. She she actually worked in the lo- lo- lobstering, lob- I'm like the lo- lobbering, <laughs> the lobstering industry, and and they they were like, why didn't you go to the international orientation? And they're like, I'm not international, right? <laughs> I'm from Maine. I guess you know. I mean. You don't really, you don't really hear about Maine, you know. So I, mean, I, not, I not really, not right? Really, no. I mean, there's, I mean, okay. I don't want to sound dumb, but I'm pretty sure there's zero like major sports teams in Maine. Like, I don't think there's anything in Maine, right? Am I am I wrong about that? I, I, I we're about to, uh, no, yes, no, maybe uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's close to like you know, it's in the vicinity, you know, of like Boston's close-ish to Maine. It's like right there. Yeah, so I mean, Philly, Jersey. Uh, but you're right. I, you're right about that. They only have like minor league teams, things like that, right? They just have their minor league teams for for various sports. They don't have a they don't have a major league team, as far as I can tell by googling it. They don't have any main uh, like like mm-hmm. major league teams. Oh, but boom, boom. Uh, main teams. Main, uh, main team. Oh, okay, no, I see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, but I I, I guess I kind of get it. But that also, 
also kind of just shows your your ignorance because there's not one state in the United States that I would say isn't in the United States. Like if someone's like, oh, you know, uh, you know, Norton, I'm trying to try think of a maybe a, another less popular state. Yeah. Uh, Connecticut, maybe. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I can't think of a state that I wouldn't think is a state. So I, I can't even make a good argument here. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's kind of weird that that is a phenomenon that people don't realize that, that poor Maine, there's, they're way up there, you know? They're kind of all by yeah. themselves. They don't have any other bordering states other than... Uh, and, and they really are Vermont. up there. Like, if you look... Right, if you look at a map of Maine, mm -hmm. you kind of realize how far into what we traditionally call Canada it is. Oh, they're, yeah, they're they're nudging right up in, into Canada. They're they're penetrating southern Canada. Oh, totally. I mean, in fact, <laughs> Canada, Canada technically surrounds Maine. Yeah. Like you on at least what call it two sides. Like I mean the I mean, you can't really it's not a square or a triangle, right? So it's like it's, it's a state. I mean, there's two of the major quote unquote sides of Maine are surrounded by Canada. Yeah. So it's basically the piece of Canada that we happen to own. It does. I mean, yeah. Canada goes all the way around. If Canada ever wanted it back, they could probably just have it, you know? I mean, I, I, we could we could trade the Maine, but we'd have to get something. We would have to get something. Maybe Toronto. We'd have to get something. I mean, I'm looking at the map now. Yeah. We could cut off the Algonquin Provincial Park from Ottawa down to Toronto. Yes. I think. And we'll just take all that. <laughs> and they can have Maine. Okay. Well, I'll contact Canada tomorrow and see what they. Yeah, it's not. It'll be a good trade though. Kind of, it's kind of straighten out the top there. We're, we're indenting. It, that's exactly it. We're yeah. gonna straighten it out. We'll just take the Great Lakes. <laughs> I mean, they're great. Yeah. So we should have them. We should have all of them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's move on to the next one here. All right. So okay. I found a. I found an article. I briefly told you about this before we recorded. Uh, this one is a uh, uh, headline: "Is a distraught bride." reads cheating fiance's texts at the altar instead of her vows. And it says a, bri a bride-to-be, yeah, a bride-to-be couldn't wait to marry her fiance until she received an anonymous text hours before her wedding that dramatically changed everything. What ensued was a day that no one will forget. That's wild. And this really happened. Yeah. Like this is a legitimate article mm -hmm. on something that really happened. Yeah, so, okay, as a, you know, I mean, as a wedding photographer, like, I, I see a lot of weddings, so this would be ho yeah. horrible to experience. Yeah. As a bride, uh, or a groom, for that matter, either side, uh, to to receive an anonymous text literally hours before you're about to marry the, you know, the love of your life, which you would assume, and to find out that they are cheating on you, and then to, like, for one, how do you, like she must have been so, so mad, and because because you think the normal reaction would just be like you know you just fall apart with emotions and you just leave, you know? Yeah. But no. Right. She, you just wouldn't even you just wouldn't even participate. Yeah. She uh, like I said, she decided to read them here, and there are a couple of them, uh, which I will read. So it says oh, uh, the bride. Oh, we're getting we're getting the real deal. Yeah. It says the bride shared some of uh, sh uh, some of the shocking texts he had sent to the woman he was having an affair with. One of them read, quote, uh, your body is effing incredible, uh, and do you know how to use it? Uh, I've wow. I'm, I'm, wow. Re I'm reading these live, so I... I Scan <laughs> scandalous, though. I have not scandalous. Gone uh, see, I've never had this kind of connection before. Uh, let's see. Okay, this, this weekend, you, you and I 
It's on hot stuff. Bring your A game. Wow. Okay. That's all the ones they have listed. So yeah, she she read a bunch of them with uh, with, with the uh, with the audience, all their all their guests. She shared them with the friends and family that were attending her wedding. Oh my god! She just read everything right there in the front. Yeah, you imagine the embarrassment. I mean, obviously, dude should be embarrassed and ashamed. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a terrible thing to do, but... Was it the right thing to do? So, hold on, okay, let me make sure I have this story completely straight. These were the texts that were originally sent to him. Uh, let me look here. I think it was, I think they were, he sent to her. Oh, okay. So, this was the, this was the groom's... His text, text to his... To uh, other girlfriend, apparently. The, the mystery woman, yes. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So yeah, dude. Like, okay. I mean, obviously, like you know, you, you had it coming. I mean, you, you're gonna go through with the wedding, like, like even even though you're having an affair, like you deserve to get called out for yeah. for your actions in front of all your friends and family. You know what? Good for her. I think she uh, she did the right thing. If that's what she chose to do, fine. You know, I mean, like, I guess I don't even have an opinion on. It. I don't even have a strong opinion on it. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, okay, that's what you chose to do. Then that's what you did. And I'm sure, I'm sure the wedding was called off immediately. Oh yeah. I mean, it doesn't say in the article if they decide to have like to have a reception or not. Like, I mean, they already paid for all the food, the, the venue. Yeah, yeah that's gotta be awkward. Hey, we'll see you guys all at the reception hall uh right now. Yeah. Actually, for, for I know a, I know a story, uh, which I don't want to give names, uh, but this uh there there was a I wouldn't say not, not the situation, but sort of the outcome. Uh, there was a bride again, who I won't name, uh, who found out that her, her soon to be husband was gay and if she found out on the day of, but they still decided to have the big party, the big reception uh, yeah. anyway. So like, I'm wondering if, if that happened, it doesn't say in the article, but I'd be, I'd be curious to know. Well, I, I would, heard, I would. Well, no, I've heard that too. I've heard of, it's not the, it's I've heard it more than once that weddings that get called off generally still utilize the reception because it's all paid for. It's all there. All it's the food's dinner. there. It's just, yeah. Right. It just basically becomes dinner. It'd be, it'd be an awkward dinner. Yeah. <laughs> awkward <laughs> it really dinner. Be. It would be. It's, it's all, most of it's already been paid for. So it's not like you can't undo it. Yeah. Boy, man. God, the, the way that day changed, you know, you wake up ready to, getting your hair done, your makeup done. You know, you've already been through everything as far as all the wedding planning. And then day of, do you, do you think that the person that sent the anonymous text, do you think they were doing the right thing? Oh, I don't know. As I don't, far I as mean, their timing goes? I, I, I don't know. I mean, what's the right timing after they get married? I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe they just found out. Maybe Were they hanging on to this information for months oh, sure, and months? Sure, right. Maybe they should have sent it. Right. I see what you're saying. Maybe they should have sent it months ago. Yeah, or weeks ago, at least weeks ago, or maybe, uh, may, I don't know. Maybe it's not your business or your position to to do so. You know, maybe I don't know. Like I don't know how you'd handle that. Like it would eat you alive. That's one of those weird. That's one of those weird calls, right? Like you have the information that could possibly fix or change somebody's life for possibly, probably for the better. Yeah, is, could, it, is it your business or is it not your business? I don't know. I mean, you you obviously feel obligated in a way to tell, you know, you're, you're, it's probably obviously somebody that, you know, they, they may not have known the bride personally, but they didn't want to see her get hurt, you know, knowing this information. I don't know, man, that's, a, that's a tough call. Yeah. I, I agree. That is a tough call. I don't know if I'd have the, I don't know if I'd have the courage 
to like send that to somebody. I, I don't I don't know if I, I I just don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I'm, I'm so neutral on the whole thing. Like, I don't even know how I'd approach it. I don't know how I deal with it. I don't know because you're because I'm not in that situation. It could be one of them conversations where like, you know, you're you're talking to your friend, your friends like you guys are all talking together and you're like, I, yeah. I don't know. What do we do? What do we do? And there's one one brave, super brave friend who's like, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, who just wants to step up to the plate and do it. But I don't know, man. Yeah, that, that's tough to, to ruin the wedding day. He ruined the wedding day. But I just, I don't know. I just feel like timing could have been a little different, maybe. I don't uh, know. Maybe, right. It could have been a little earlier. But, well, I guess I guess what's done is done. Yeah, because then, you know, if you go through with the marriage and then she finds out, you know, like a month or so later on her own. Right, right. Uh, you know, then, then, then they got to go through, you know, getting an annulment or a divorce or whatever. So, I don't know. I don't know. It sucks. The whole situation sucks. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Let's do one more of your stories. Okay. Uh, The uh, headline describes it all. Italy tourists livid after two euro charge for cutting their sandwich in half. Wait, what? They charge two euros? Two euros for for this Italian, for this uh, this upscale Italian, uh, I guess, restaurant Mm -hmm. to cut a sandwich in half. It was a, a toasted sandwich, by the way. There's a fee. To cut yes. your sandwich in half. Yes. The customer of Bar Passe in in Lario was scanning mm-hmm. the receipt after it came back around $3.60 USD, more than expected when something caught his eye. There was an unexpected two euro charge for diviso de meta mm-hmm. or cutting in half. Wow. The tourist who was visiting from the UK described it as incredible, but true. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we are now... We are now charging money for cutting sandwiches in half. So the the Italian restaurant defended yeah. oh, I was gonna the say, charge. Did, did they by talk the way. to them? Okay, all right. What they have to yeah, say? This is what they said. So additional requests have a cost. The bar owners. <laughs> it was like an upscale bar. A bar owners. <laughs> Christina Bianchi Bianchi told La Republica. I guess it was another another publication. We had right here. This is great. This is their excuse for charging two euros to cut to cut a sandwich in half. We had to use two plates instead of one at the time. Oh, sorry. We had to use two plates in, instead of one, and the time to wash them is doubled. And then two placemats, he said, defending the fee. I don't see the... I, I, I don't get it. Ten I, seconds I, instead of five seconds. Yeah, it wasn't a... There was, like, like, it wasn't a simple toasted sandwich. There were also French fries inside. It took us time to cut it in two. My God, put... It's no different if it's a whole sandwich or, or two halves going in the, the how do you take two plates? And, and they're complaining that there were fries in it. Have you ever seen a Pramani sandwich? Yeah. There are fries stacked through the whole thing. And you just take a steak knife and you cut it in half. That's just part of the job. That's just part of me. That, that, oh my God. That's like if you got, let's say you got a sub somewhere and there were just entire like whole, whole tomatoes on it. Yeah. And you're like, could you cut these into slices for me? And they charge you for it. Like, yeah. oh, you know. or, or even your sub. Yeah. Or it's just like a big yeah. goo of dough. And you're like, could you cook the dough? Like make it into bread? I'm like, well, we're going to charge you for that. That's two. That's going to be $2. Like, and then if I get it cut, that's another two. Wow. But yeah, dude, cutting the sandwich in half is a fee. That's, <sighs> that's brutal. That's, that huh? is brutal, man. That's bad. That's bad. That's like, if you go to McDonald's, and they and they just hand you your food like 
<laughs> like they, not wrapped they, just, or yeah, anything. they just hand you a burger and you're like, could you wrap yeah. it up and put it in a bag or something? I'm like, wow, it's going to be an extra fee. What? You want two, that got charged $2 for a bag? Yeah, it's, just, it's all included. I it's all part it, of I the cost. I put it in the bag. That's dumb. They're just trying to nickel and dime people for stupid stuff. Oh, I know. I, I just like the excuse that there were fries in it. So like, what did you, what did you, what did you need a chainsaw? Uh, yeah, really. How hard is it to cut through a hot french fry? <laughs> yeah, come on. What is, what are you doing? Oh my God, that's funny. Oh, yeah, dude. That kind of brings me back to the whole like we talked about tipping before. And when after we talked about the the you know the problem with tipping in society, I saw like so many articles. I don't know if my phone was like listening to me, but like stuff started popping up and I was catching oh, yeah, yeah, I was catching like more and more stuff about this. And dude, it's like nationwide. People were everybody is complaining about the tipping problem. And a lot of the ones that come up, and I think you brought it up too, was uh, like coffee shops. Like they'll literally just pour you like a cup of coffee and they spin the thing around and it it prompts you for a tip. I'm like, you literally oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. put coffee in a cup. Oh, well, this gets back, right. Because we did this, we did something similar into the, in the tipping episode yeah. that it's actually super, it's very confusing now when to know when to tip. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and check out our, confusion about tipping episode i forget when that was it was a few weeks maybe a couple months ago or so but yeah yeah it was a good show that was, that was fun to talk about i don't want to dive all back into it but no it's like I, i'm just thinking like that's sort of like that leans towards you know an unnecessary fee of some kind like tipping for pouring a coffee you know or cutting a sandwich in half yeah it's 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 expectation that some of the service is covered in the cost of the product i mean that's generally but unfortunately like we could get we could get into the entire debate of like tipping itself and how like it started back when tipping was created back in i think it was the 1920s or whatever mm. like it, it even started a bad precedent like we shouldn't even have to tip today people should just be paid a full living wage to do something but to get getting off that topic for a second um yeah it's super it's super confusing now to know what certain things should be tipped or not because everything is now well again i guess I'd say everything is trying to be tipped yeah, and I wonder I wonder if there is going to be this weird shift with additional services, like they said. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah so for sure. There there might there might start to be this this uh thing that happens where, you know, people are afraid to ask for something, like, you know, cuz cuz there could just be an additional charge for, you know, something as simple as got a sandwich and a half. So, I don't know, it's weird, but Anyway, th this is a pretty extreme example and I think most people will walk away from it going too Two two euros to cut a sandwich. Mm, that's a little extreme, right? It is a bit much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, I think uh, I think we did it, man. Let's. I say we wrap this one up. Yeah, we're we're well, that, almost, we're almost at the good. hour mark. Hey, it's good. Good for me. And there were some th there were a couple things that I think you and I talked about that we can we'll be saving for next time. Yeah, man. That, that weird news kind of ran away. So yeah, we'll, we got we got more stuff for next episode. We do. So yeah, guys, thank you for, uh, you know, I oh, made the outro here. Thanks for uh, tuning in for another one. And we'll see you guys next Monday. Talk to you next time. <laughs>